Financial residency podcasts are brought to you this week by weatherbyhealthcare.com. Just as the right advice helps you thrive financially, the right support team allows you to excel professionally. Weatherby Healthcare's locums experts will match you with the best jobs, prepare you for success, and provide 24-7 support. The bottom line is that working locums with Weatherby helps you earn more money and take better control of your career. If that sounds like music to your ears, head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com payday to get started. Welcome to Coffee and Contracts with John Apino, brought to you by Financial Residency. John owns Contract Diagnostics and is an expert on physician contract negotiation and compensation review. If you have an idea for a podcast or a question you would like for him to answer on one of his shows, please email podcast at financialresidency.com. Now grab your cup of Java and get ready for Coffee and Contracts with John Apino. Hey, everybody at Financial Residency. It's John Apino again with another episode of Coffee and Contracts. A couple of things we want to talk to you today for those going into private practice. We're going to talk about partnership agreements. Now, number one, should your initial contract state anything about partnership? Well, we think it's important to have a timeline in place. So maybe something if they've told you one year or two years, maybe some language that says after nine months, we'll discuss with you partnership. If, of course, if it's a one-year path to partnership. Or if it's two years, maybe something that says after 20 months or 21 months, we'll initiate a conversation with you. I do think it's great if you have metrics in there. Maybe once you've you've met your expenses and your business is now profitable, then you'll be considered. Or once you've accomplished so many RVUs in a rolling 12 months, or once you've worked so many shifts as it may be, depending on the structure of the deal. So I do think it's good to have those baked into your initial employment agreement. And then we fast forward a couple of years and you're getting partnership documents. Now, what all should you get? Well, oftentimes a physician will forward us one thing that says, here's the document that says I can buy in for, say, $20,000. It might be $2 million. It depends on the nature of the deal, the partnership. And they want us to take a peek at it. Now, we may or they may not be the best firm for that. So feel free to reach out to us for your individual needs around that. Most of the time, there's many, many more documents than just here's a piece of paper that says you can give us $20,000. There's the articles of incorporation that you may want to look at. There's bylaws. There's amended bylaws. There's policies and procedures. There's maybe a partnership employment agreement, or maybe your current agreement just rolls over. There might be information on taxes. There might be information on if you get shares, how many types of shares, what happens if if you leave, what happens if your partners leave? How do you get paid out on termination? Are there earnouts? What about the compensation structure at the end of the contract? There's so many different things that a partnership agreement has in it that's important to understand, not only from how decisions are made, but also what happens if you have three partners that are going to be retiring in the next three years, and how does that hamper potential cash flows of the partnership moving forward in the next couple of years? Things like private equity acquisitions or hospital acquisitions, those might all be buried as far as how those decisions are made inside bylaws, inside articles of incorporation, inside the documents that basically govern how the business is ran. So it's important to get copies of all those. They're usually not too negotiable, but it's important to understand why they're there and the last time that they were amended, what type of debt that the organization has, and if there's been any lawsuits in the past. So It's a very big due diligence process as it would be for taking any job, especially when you're going to be buying into a business, which is in essence what you're doing for partnership. Now, you may be buying in with cash and money. You may have to finance it depending on how that's structured. It may be 
through a bank or maybe through the practice itself. You may have earned the partnership. So maybe you've worked there for three years and there's no partnership because they put, there's no buy-in, I should say, because they paid you a low salary for the last three years. So there's all different ways to structure partnership deals. And I guess the point of this message is know that it's a complicated process. And if they give you a simple document that says you could buy in for this price and we'll take so much out of your check, know that there's a lot more in the periphery, a lot more in the background that you aren't seeing. And it's important that you review those things. They may not feel like they need to send them to you right away, even though it'd be signatures at closing, just because maybe they feel they're standard. Everybody signed them. Who wants to take a look at it? They might be 30, 60, 100 pages long, fairly dense and not very good reading. But it's important that you understand that you know how the business functions, how decisions are made. And of course, as your colleagues who are transitioned out of the practice when they leave or retire, it's important that you know how that impacts the business as well. So a couple of quick pointers there when it comes to partnership. But I do think it's important to have something in the initial employment agreement. I do think it makes sense to have metrics included in there. But when you get to partner, knowing that nobody puts it in the contract, I think we've only seen a handful of times. On this date, you will be offered partnership for this amount. And also keep in mind that the group that you're joining or the partner that you might be, you know, might be incorporating with or joining as a partner, maybe they've never done this before. So all the questions you might have up front, they might not know the answers versus a group of 40 physicians who've done this quite a bit. They may have a lot more answers in terms of this is our standard process for that. So if they don't have answers, don't be surprised. But obviously, much more due diligence is going to be required both on the front end of you signing the employment agreement and then if and when partnership is offered, making sure that that's a lot of due diligence because it hasn't been documents that 30, 40 other people have signed, you'll be the first one. And in that case, it might be a little more negotiable. So I hope we touched on a couple of things today about partnership and their fantastic deals, but a lot of background work goes into them. And if we can help with a partnership deal or with any type of structure here at Contract Diagnostics, feel free to reach out. We love talking to you all about compensation models. We love talking to you about contracts in general, coming up with creative solutions to what's in the contract as far as how to ask questions, how to request and obtain the different changes to the contract. And of course, we really enjoy and love talking about compensation as that's what we do with the majority of our time, which means we've got great data to share with you regarding compensation as well. So reach out if you need anything from us, contractdiagnostics.com, and we'll be there. If you're ready to start boosting your earning power with locums, head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com slash payday to learn more. Thank you for listening to Coffee and Contracts with John Apino. If you need a contract reviewed or want to know if you are being paid fairly, go to contractdiagnostics.com. See you next time.